Weekend Breakfast with Refilo Mpakanyane on 702. As we do on a Saturday morning, uh, we focus on parenting and uh, how we can optimize uh, the resources, the tools available to us in order to, you know, help these young people under our care, under our guidance to flourish, right? To be the best that they can be. And uh, our parenting, our parenting expert and human potential expert, uh, author, speaker, Nikki Bush joins us to have these conversations every Saturday morning. Good morning, Nikki. Trust you're keeping well in this cold. Good morning, Refilway. Yes, I'm sitting here with a hot cup of tea and a lovely fresh <laughs> slice of chocolate cake. Ooh! It's my birthday tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, do we share a birthday? Do we share a birthday? 25th of July? Oh, Look at you! Okay, had no idea. Happy birthday for tomorrow. <laughs> happy birthday to you in advance. Okay, had no idea. How did we miss this last year? All right. <laughs> I don't know. In fact, I sent a message. To, I had a message pinned to your producer yesterday saying, yeah. do you know when Rafael Ware's birthday is? And I didn't send it. <laughs> okay, so we share a birthday. Lovely. You enjoy that slice of chocolate cake. I'll wait till tomorrow and have mine then. So, Nikki, you know what? Um, we can't stress enough just the pressures, the stresses, uh, stressors on parents when it comes to you know making sure they show up adequately for their children and support their children um, during this particularly diff- uh, difficult time. I mean, uh, I'm looking at right now news of going back to school and the fact that learners have effectively, if, you, if they go to a government school, almost lost a, a year of of school time of education. It's been incredibly disruptive, right? Absolutely. In fact, today's topic is vitally important, not just for children, Mm. but for adults too. And this conundrum that you've just explained is something that we have to start turning around in our heads and and seeing it from different angles and the possibilities that it presents. And in fact, this past week has been quite interesting for me Mm. in terms of being curious. Uh, I attended a a Youth in Crisis webinar that Henley Business School was running. So that speaks to what you've just mentioned here about losing a year and, you know, what jobs are available for youth, etc. We have to have a curious mindset to build something that has exploded. So if you think about, say, a Lego construction, and I use this example in um, a conversation I, I had around disruption with a banking client yesterday. I was presenting around disruption for the staff, and I said, just imagine you've built something out of Lego, mm. and it's exploded. The mm. pieces are now all over the floor. Sure. Okay, that's what's happened to us through COVID and through civil unrest is our construction has exploded and we now have the opportunity to build it differently. We're at a reset point for so many reasons. Mm. And what are you doing as adults, um, you know, to fuel that mindset of curiosity? Mm. And, uh, and it's, it's super, super important. You know, we spend so much time uh, trying to control our lives but we actually deal better with the unexpected and with the transitions that we move through in our lives if we're more curious. And I did something else very curious this week, which also upended my whole day, and it was that I participated in an international summit on Clubhouse, and I had to be up at quarter past three in the morning because (laughs) I mistakenly (laughs) booked my speaking slot for 3.50, thinking it was 3.50 in the afternoon, but it was actually 3.50 in the morning. I'm not laughing at you, Nikki. I completely <laughs> sympathize. you laughing with me. 
<laughs> so, you see, I think it's very, very important that we try new things, mm, um, that, that we put ourselves in that space of experimentation. But where does this curiosity yeah. drive come from? And it actually comes from, if you think of babies, their curiosity starts right from the beginning when they try to touch their toes, when they roll over on their tummies, when they lift their heads, when they crawl, stand or walk. And it's curiosity that drives that development to see what lies behind the couch, what's around the corner, sure. what's over the hill. Mm. And that's that driver of needing to know, wanting to know, and what impact can I have on the world? Yeah. And if we need to, to rekindle that sense of curiosity because right now what is driving everything is abject fear, which and is not sustainable. Which is not sustainable, but it's also a very, very big ask, Nikki. It's easy to say or to posit for parents that it's important uh, and key to um, uh, maintain or you know, nurture curiosity and playfulness in children. When you are an adult and you have learned that stove or flame means heat and you can burn and you've learned all those various survival mechanisms, they are so entrenched that <laughs> you won't go to some places or you won't dare try certain things because you know that fundamentally or in theory danger lies there. So you don't go there. How do you overcome those hard, hard coded messages um, to do exactly that? find nurture curiosity in the adult and uh, playfulness in the adult. Yeah. Well, so that was another experience I had of uh, speaking for 50 plus skills. And these are all adults who are over 50. And some of them are, are well into the second half of life as well. Mm. And we're going to live for a very long time. And we're having to reinvent the second half of our lives with different jobs, different ways of, of showing up in the world, of giving up our time. And I think once you are over 50, you can look back at your life and you can, you can actually look back at opportunities or experiences that either catapulted you forward or obstacles that got in your way and threatened to derail you. So I guess one of the messages for parents today is to look back on your life, whether you've lived for 30 years, 40 years, or 50 years, and mm. some of the, we've got many grandparents who listen to this show as well, and look back at your experiences in life and see um, where you were resilient and where you bounced back before, because that's where a lot of our lessons and our power comes from now, our power to choose whether we are um, buried as victims or whether we are broken open by a situation mm. and whether we can unleash that um, that sense of curiosity and resilience. And it could be a health issue that you've been through, that you survived and you pulled through and you're living again. It could be that you lost your wealth at some point and you bounced back. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we are called to dig deep and to, to reinvent our lives. And um, yes, I, I totally understand what you're talking about in terms of the hard wiring of, you know, the danger lurks around that corner, so you don't go there. Sure. But there are many other corners too. Yeah. So we know certain things are not good for us, but we also need to be more investigative and curious in terms of what else 
is out there. What else could we be doing? How are we being called to reinvent ourselves um, to to actually cope today? And if you just think about, um, you know, the work from home situation, we're now, what, 18 months on. Mm-hmm. And um, in, in many companies, especially the very large organizations, they have not gone back yet. Not yeah. since last March. Yeah. Absolutely. Have people actually seen seen their colleagues in the flesh? And yet, organizations are still carrying on and and many thriving because Mm. they're actually working out how to do things differently. And I think that's the really important thing is to break the thought patterns of this is the only way to do things to how else can we do things. Mm, okay, so lovely link there between learning and curiosity um, that we all need to be open to, Nikki. What I'm also, you know, what also comes up as you're speaking is, you know, the the opportunity that you have to actually model a rather nimble and agile way of being in the world for your children if you're struggling with this. That's another way to view all of this and say, ha, huh, perhaps I should prioritize curiosity, playfulness as well for these reasons. Yes, you know, I think that there's there's great value in um in an, an attitude of playfulness. And and I think attitude is everything. Attitude is what gets us through the tough times. Mm-hmm. And, and that attitude of playfulness can be as simple as looking in your fridge and making a dish out of what you have and not going to the shops. Mm-hmm. Now, that is playfulness and creativity and action. It could be as simple as not trying to force being playful, but just lie down on the floor if you've got young kids and see what they do if you just lie down on the floor and stop instructing them and see what they do with you just lying down on the floor. Mm. We very rarely stop, and this has been a, a big point of conversation in many of my presentations this week, and it was actually something I picked up um, watching New Amsterdam, the medical um, drama that's on Netflix, when they were talking about systemic racism this week in, 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 the, in the hospital. And the medical director was trying to fix everything. Yeah. And eventually he discovered, did you watch it? And he, he was told to just stop. Stop, listen, mm. absorb, observe. Yeah. Now that is not something that is wired into us because we're so busy trying to control the world and fix the world and find a solution that we often miss the solutions in our busyness because we don't just sit and stop. Mm. And that, for me, also falls into this thing of curiosity and playfulness. Mm -hmm. Well, giving yourself the space to observe, right? Uh, and yes. glean lessons from, from whatever's happening around you or from what other people are doing uh, and not centering yourself in the action, as it were, because you, you don't or may not have the answers, quite frankly. Well, I think that that's precisely where we sit right now. Mm. And it is a line that I've used with many audiences this week is that we are sitting today in a place, we're coming from a place of not knowing and from no right answers. We cannot claim right now to know exactly how to move forward, which means we do have to slow down and observe, 
sit and listen. And I'm saying that if you have children or grandchildren, this is a beautiful way to connect with them, is to just stop and observe and listen and watch or just be in a moment and see what they do around you Mm. Um, because they will use you if you just lie on the floor as a plaything. <laughs> they will create fun with your body around you. Mm. They'll crawl all over you, lie on top of you, they'll stroke your face, they'll kiss your forehead, they'll they'll try and feel your eyes and your eyebrows. And you know what? That just might be what you need right now is mm. just to be together and to stop trying to control the universe <laughs> and, and and rescue everybody and everything. Yeah. Just take a breath. Just take a breath. And that's what somebody wrote to me yesterday. She said, you started the session by telling us to breathe. Breathe in for four, hold for seven, breathe out for eight. We did that three times. And everybody just chilled for a mm, while. And those really are chilled. You actually become more open to what are the solutions? What are the answers? How else can we do things differently? And so I go back to saying it's an attitude. It's a way of being and of getting out of this um, total control freakishness thing, which is what we do when things are out of control. We go into over control. Nikki, tie this all to resilience because, uh, of course, uh, I guess the spirit in which you know we're having this conversation is not to be tied to necessarily to outcomes, <laughs> not to try to control the outcome, but you know there's a positive. I'm guessing you're going to posit that there is a, a positive correlation to resilience as well, um, playfulness and curiosity if they're nurtured or allowed to um, allowed to thrive. Yeah, so, you know, that that whole thing of resilience and not being um, tied to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's look at uh, if you gave your child a, a box of building blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can play with building blocks two different ways. There's the way of building with blocks where there is um, there's a pattern card mm-hmm. and you're going to build exactly according to the pattern card. Sure. Or there's the free play where you just say, build me... A fairy castle, design of your choice. Yeah. And they can do it any way they like. The outcome is like with Apollo 14 when they got stuck in space and they had all those engineers down on the ground pulling out all the pieces that that astronaut had up in that, uh, you know, in that capsule. They had to create a solution out of what was up there. They couldn't suddenly throw a piece in that that astronaut didn't have. Yeah. So creativity and resilience is about using what you have to create a different outcome. Mm. Yeah, really, really key. (laughs) Sure, Nikki. A lot being asked of us, um, but, uh, you know, these are tools at um, many of our disposal. And these are all internal resources that you can try uh, draw on. You know, none of these cost money um, and, and you can work on it yourself. Mm, And it's a little bit like going back to what I said before in a previous show. Um, I love watching MasterChef and seeing what happens when it's a mystery box challenge where they give them ingredients that they've not seen before. And you've got to make something out of that. We are sitting there right now. That's where we sit as a human race, as a country. We've got to make lemonade out of lemons. Well, now that we've had our Forrest Gump moment, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. There um, we go. <laughs> what toy are you featuring? Uh, what toy are you featuring today? 
I am so excited about today's toy. In fact, I'm finding such gems during lockdown here. And it's um, a most unusual construction set. Mm-hmm. So think of, because um, this, is, this is a little difficult to explain to people who can't see what I'm talking about. So think of a Jenga block. You talked about Jenga the other day. Yes. Think about a Jenga rectangle, a rectangular block. I want you to think of a block um, sitting on its short side, so vertically, mm-hmm. and I want you to now cut off one of the corners so that you make an angled point. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, we, are, we are talking about Crystal Village by We Play, and it is a construction set of building blocks, and it's six tall houses and six short houses that also have roof pieces so that's why you have to cut off that the side of the block so you can put this triangular roof piece over over these blocks so Mm. when you put two blocks together that have got a point you can now put a triangular roof piece on top okay got that visual image and these are translucent so they are beautiful brightly colored reds blues and yellows and um, there are 24 pieces and 12 ribbed roof pieces. And so we're introducing angles. Um, so so this is a, a, an interesting way to learn about angles and matching. And you put the blocks together correctly and then you can balance a roof piece on top. And there's this open-ended creative play and there's also construction cards going from 2D to 3D. And it's um, it's just so clever because there's also color matching so when we put together a blue piece and a red piece to create our little house we then put a purple roof on Mm. because blue and red make purple if you put a yellow and and a red piece together you put an orange roof on top and a blue and a yellow piece you put a green roof on top and what's so amazingly clever here is that these ribbed roof pieces that are uh, you know like a triangle but they don't have a base because they go on top of our our rectangles um, is that you can build those too because the ribs match together and you can create these zigzags you can put them upside down right way up and it's it's also like key it's also key to mention that you know you've premised I mean the premise of the you know the the fundamental uh, uh, design is these houses as you've described them but it doesn't limit you to sort of constructing these houses, pretty dynamic patterns and designs that you've got here um, that aren't just limited to sort of, you know, uh, architectural or housing type designs. Yeah, Incredibly versatile products. So you can take these 24 building blocks and children can just build towers that don't look like houses at all. Mm. Um, And they make a beautiful, I mean, these are big. They're like 10 centimeters in height and 6 centimeters in height. So nice and chunky. And with the, the translucent nature, if they build in the sun or they use a torch against a wall, they can create shadows, reflections, um, just beautiful. So it's, it's Crystal Play, Crystal Village by We Play, beautiful for children two to seven years of age. It's a big construction set. So it's 860 Rand, amazing value, available at satoytrade.coza. And you can go and read my toy review on nickybush.com. There's also a video that will show you how this works. And the skills are amazing. Mathematical skills like position, angle, symmetry, size, fraction, sequencing. Also for the little ones, it'll be sorting, grouping, and matching colors, color recognition, and of course, balance, spatial planning. 
fine motor coordination and eye hand and pattern making and so much more. Yeah, I'd, I'd even uh, go as far as saying they could raise, they could stand to raise that age limit <laughs> uh, as yes. well. You know, it, it could be quite fascinating. Yeah, quite yeah. fascinating for older kids as well. Lovely stuff, Nikki. Happy birthday for tomorrow. You stay safe, and you stay you. warm. Enjoy the birthday Hello, cake. Leo. <laughs> <laughs> That's Nikki Bosch, our human potential and parenting expert.